Welcome to the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. In this podcast today, you will learn how to save money when air freighting a product to Amazon FBA. Especially when you're just starting out and you have never imported anything from China, these shipping tips today will absolutely help you to do that. Um, one thing I want to mention before we jump in is that if you like to have more information on the whole sourcing process, head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash training because there's a whole free web class for you on how to source your product in China without getting screwed by Alibaba suppliers. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. This is the framework to import, sell, and... Profit from your private label products. He is German expat, lives in China, and has a passion to help you create a thriving brand. Here is your host, Nils Alder. Really packed with tips and tricks here that will save you money when shipping and avoid all the headaches that usually come with it when air freighting products from China. Especially when you're just starting out and you have never ever imported anything from China, these shipping tips will help you out. Since 2013 now, I've been living in China and since then I've been sourcing more than a thousand products here on the ground in China. And I remember in the very beginning, it was always really tough shipping products, especially by air and getting good prices on that. It was uh, sometimes you, it seemed very simple and the prices seemed very good, but then there were a lot of fees that were added up later and a lot of tax and a lot of this stuff that I didn't initially plan for. And then I went completely over budget with most of my projects in the beginning. Let's very first talk about why would you even use air freight and then I break down for you how you can save money on it. The very first reason why you would use air freight is that you're almost running out of stock. Especially when you're selling an Amazon, the algorithm is very, very, very sensitive to running out of stock. Amazon wants to see that you have consistently enough stock and you can consistently provide the products that you're offering. And if that's not giving, then Amazon is punishing you hard. So sometimes air freight can be more expensive but it's worse to not run out of stock. And in that case, you would use it to just very quickly ship some products into your warehouse. Also, when you're launching things on Amazon the first time and you see the product isn't very competitive yet, you want to be there as soon as possible. Because as we learned in the past, Amazon can get competitive very quickly in certain categories. But if you're in there first and you already build a reputation, it's kind of hard for competitors to take over your spot. So sometimes when we have a big order that we're shipping into Amazon, we're splitting it up. So we're shipping um, inventory that, that lasts for around eight weeks by air first and at the same time we're shipping the rest by sea and before we run out with the airship inventory the other inventory that sea ship arrives and uh, we're all covered and we had the advantage of being there really early. The next reason why you would use air freight is that a lot of times it's cheaper. Um, if you're shipping smaller quantities, you really want to ship by air because actually it can be cheaper if you can't fill a whole container than air shipping. A lot of times it's cheaper than actual sea shipping. In the end of this video, I also have a tip for you, especially when you're shipping your products into Europe. So let's go over all of my tips that you can use to actually save money on shipping. And the very first thing is packing your products well. If you have a packaging that isn't sufficient, especially when shipping by air, you have a problem. So if you're cheap on the packaging, you will have to pay a lot more later to replace the products because in sea shipping, everything is kind of stored on pallets in a container. But 
you know, in a, in a safe, but when you're shipping it per air, then people, they, they kind of throw your packages in the plane and stuff it in the corners, right? So you absolutely have to make sure that your product is packed well and that your packaging is good enough. So don't be cheap on the packaging, otherwise you have to pay for it later. And that already leads me to the second point is that if you're shipping by air, don't pack the things on pallets. Um, have all the things shipped as case packed products. So in boxes, because then the airline can just use the boxes and always put them in between and fill the holes. And that's going to get you a lot of cheaper prices than if you would have a whole pallet that they have to store at, you know, in like one piece somewhere. So make sure that you ask your supplier to ship all of these things in boxes. One of the biggest things that always caught me was when I got quotations for shipping and they listed all of these single fees separately. And I calculated some of them together and I realized company A is a lot, lot cheaper than company B. But later it turned out when I shipped the products, there were a lot of fees that came up later that I was billed for a second time. So there are unloading fees and then all of these fees that you you know, you, you want to really know what's in it for you. So when you ask for a quotation for shipping, you have to ask for a quote from door to door. And that's basically from the door of the factory where, where, you know, they put everything in the truck to the door of the Amazon FBA warehouse or your doorstep or wherever you want to ship it. You want to have the quote door to door to avoid surprises. And that way you can kind of compare apples to apples. You know what I mean? One of the biggest questions I see on social media in all this kind of sourcing in Amazon FBA world is can someone recommend a forwarder? And it's actually not very, very hard to find the right forwarder. Oftentimes you can even go with like the big ones with FedEx and UPS and all of those. So when you're getting quotations, make sure you get multiple quotations so that you can compare the prices. Sometimes one or the other is lower or higher on, on their capacity and therefore the prices vary dramatically. So very first, ask your supplier to get you a quote because the suppliers, they have their standard forwarders for specific countries and they're getting a better price than you get usually because they're shipping a lot bigger quantities. So ask your supplier directly if they have a forwarder that they would recommend and what does a forwarder quote and then get the quote from the forwarder, have them send it to you and then you have one of the quotes to compare. The second quote you can get is from the big guys, you know, from like UPS and FedEx and all of these companies, because oftentimes because they're doing such huge volumes, their prices can actually be lower than from the local, you know, suppliers or from the local forwarders that the factories get. And then finally, just find one directly. If you get a direct quote from some of the forwarders out there, then you have three different quotations or three different type of quotes basically to compare. Again, make sure it's all quoted the same way so that you can actually compare them to each other. You know, when you're booking a flight and one date is cheaper than the other, and that's just because on one date more people are flying than on the other. So the capacity is bigger and they're, they're lowering the prices on days where they didn't fill the planes yet so that they become more economical. The same thing happens when they ship your products. So make sure if you have a little bit of room in your uh, shipping schedule, and it doesn't matter if you ship this week or next week, have your supplier get your quote or get yourself some quotes for different days so that you can actually, you know, maybe you'll find one date is a lot cheaper than the other. So don't be fixed on one specific date. If you have a little bit of wiggle room, try out the one or the other day. 
That also leads me to timing. If you ship your products or if you have the option to source and ship your products and plan ahead a little bit, it would be great if you could um, not ship in like the hot seasons, right before Christmas when, when some companies are running out of stock and have to quickly send some products, you know, by air to fill up the inventory. Or before or after Chinese holidays, there's Chinese New Year every year and that date varies. So make sure that the holidays are accounted for and planned for so that you know when there's a hot season. And if you can, I know it's not always possible, but if you can, then you should avoid those hot seasons because also there, the prices are higher. Now, before I share my tip how to save money shipping into Europe, let me tell you the last tip here I have for you on how to save money on air freight. And if you're looking at the total costs of shipping products per air, you always have fixed costs like the loading fees and, you know, some certain things are fixed. That's something that they always charge. So it doesn't matter how many you send. So if you send products, send as many as possible because those fixed costs are there anyway. And then you have variable costs depending on how many you, you ship, right? So if you can, make sure that you ship as many as possible so the price actually goes down per unit. And that's where you actually, you know, create that profit margin. Now, if you're shipping to Europe, there's one tip I have for you that usually people overlook. And they're shipping by sea, they're shipping by air, but you can also ship by train. There's a train that goes completely through Russia to Europe, and usually it's cheaper than air freight. So it's cheaper than air freight, and it's faster than sea shipping. So it takes around 10 to 14 days, and air shipping takes around, you know, three to seven days. So it's not a huge difference. If, if you don't mind it, the product to arrive a week later, then absolutely consider that option. Did you like this episode and the information here that you learned? I hope you liked it. And if so, please remember to subscribe. Head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. Hit the subscribe button because then you will never ever miss any of the sourcing tips, tricks, and hacks that we're sharing here at the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. Also, if you'd like to learn more about the whole sourcing process, remember to head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash training. And uh, there you can enroll into a free web class and learn how to source your product in China without getting screwed by Alibaba suppliers. I'm super excited to see you there.